into the contest. It's Monday the 30th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Well, the last Monday of winter. We're beating the dates off the calendar to get out of winter. The warmer days, Shane. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Timmy. I'm going on a diet today, mate. After what I cooked up yesterday, I cooked I cooked a porchetta uh, with duck fat potatoes and some beautiful um, uh, Brussels sprouts, mate. So I'm going on a diet today. Back to do some running. Lots of walking and drink lots of water. And then cook the porchetta again tonight. I, I, I know <laughs> yeah. you ate the porchetta because I saw it on Instagram. Oh, boy, oh, boy, you can cook. It looked outstanding. Now, there's so much to talk about. The wash-up of the weekend, AFL, some really fascinating finals. Latrell Mitchell, what was going on there? Mm. Cricket, Rishabh Punt taping his fingers together and Ronaldo on nearly a million a week. Shane, well, an intriguing finals uh, weekend in the AFL. We have to start with GWS and Sydney because this was one of the most compelling games of AFL I think I've seen in a long, long time. It was extraordinary. Yeah, great game of football. The wrong result for myself personally, but um, it was always my fear. I, I hate playing GWS, particularly in those big matches. But it was a fantastic game of football. The Swans had their chance towards the end there. I think it was six minutes to go. Um, and GWS were only up by four. So they had a chance, had a few shots at goals, but it wasn't to be. Um, but they move forward. The Swans don't. Yeah, it was a lick of paint, wasn't it? Because they hit, yep. hit about four behinds when all they mm. needed was one to go through after being so far behind. It must have been demoralising for them. Melbourne Demons, they are daring to dream. We're thinking pennies and pounds. We've mentioned it on this show before. That's the currency that was in place when they last won the competition back in 1964. But the way Max Gorn led the team out on the weekend and was shaking hands, they look like a confident football team. And Brisbane never was in the game. They're peaking at the right time of the season. As we all know, they started the season with, I think, 12 wins in a, in a row. Um, sort of wavered a little bit towards the middle of the season, but they're coming back strong now, particularly after a big win against Geelong last week. But they dominated um, Brisbane, who have been a bloody good team this year. Um, me and Melbourne winning 93-60. to 60. Big win. Yeah, and they're, uh, they're still alive, of course, Brisbane as well. The other two scores, as predicted by you, uh, the Bulldogs flogged Essendon and uh, Port Adelaide, well, they did the job on Geelong. So we've got a couple of finals this week, the semis, and then, um, yeah, I, I can't believe it, Melbourne Demons, well, they're two wins away from the flag, and that would be a pretty extraordinary story in the times that we live in right at the moment. Now, the Latrell Mitchell yarn, um, mm. did you see what he did to Joey Manu? Yep, and I think if... The NRL getting serious about high shots and protecting players' heads, it was sickening. Um, and Manu walking off with you know, multiple fractures in his cheek. He'll miss the rest of the year um, due to that, but it was very, very careless. It was aggressive by Latrell. And I don't think South are even going to try and fight this one. Um, he'll sit out for the rest of the season as well. Yeah, well, they're not going to fight it. He's taken the early guilty yep. plea. He's got six weeks. So his, his year's over and done with. But after doing so well at State of Origin to progress in the manner in which he has, he's still got a real problem. He's got a real anger problem. He obviously wants to dominate in the way he plays, but uh, he's got uh, a list as long as your arm when it comes to judiciary and indiscretions. And and Manu is one of his best mates. Well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he certainly was. And they played a lot of juniors together. Yep. It was, um, as I said, there's real malice in it. And and, and he does have a real problem, Latrell. It's a shame. He's, um, as you said, he's, he's had a fantastic year, particularly at State of Origin level. He's shown what a superstar he is. 
Um, he had every chance there to go back and, and lead South to a premiership here, and that won't be. And I think when he uh, goes to bed at night, he's going to really regret this one. Yeah, well, they can't win the comp without him. I'll, no. I'll declare that right now. And it was, a, it was a wild old scene. There's always such a rivalry with Souths and the Roosters, the Booker feuds mm. and everything that we mentioned. But uh, on the sideline, it was at fever pitch, you know, with Victor Radley and Angus Crichton and Jared Warrior Hargraves just staring him down. And uh, Trent Robinson looked like he's going to get uh, fined. Yeah, boy, oh, boy, it was uh, it, it was ugly. Souths got the win, but Latrell's out for the year. And, uh, yeah, he'll woo that for a long, long time. Mm. And that picture of Manu on Instagram that he posted yesterday, uh, he oh. said he was in good spirits, but his face was just, you know, uh, all over the place. He needed uh, reconstruction surgery on his eye socket. Now, Bellamy, um, he was up and down, up and down, <laughs> running around. Parramatta beating Melbourne. Has this flung the door open for the competition? I think it slightly has. Um, I, if I was coaching any other team, I'd be looking at how – the Eels dismantled uh, their, their defence, the Storm. They beat them twice this year and a really, really good team. But it was it was the confidence back of the halves, Moses um, and, and Dylan Brown, that, that really sort of opened up the, the Melbourne Storm defence. And they, and they played really, really well and, uh, and, and a huge win, 22 to 10 in the end. Yeah, they looked like they panicked a bit too, Melbourne. And I think that was mm. part of uh, where Bellamy really was upset. Now, cricket, Rishabh Punt. Now, he, he came to our attention in an enormous way last summer with the way he batted the, the, the keeper batsman. Some drama um, with the gloves. It's a, it's a controversial area, isn't it, with wicket keepers? Yeah, you can't tape your fingers together and almost create like a, a duck's web. Uh, webbed feet. Um, that's what he's done. He's taped all his fingers together. Um, let's firstly start with what what a fantastic series they're having. England versus India. Um, yeah. Uh, a draw in the first series. India smashed him um, the second game. Then they go up to Headingley. Um, Joe Root scored a hundred in every match, and England win this by an innings and seventy six runs. Uh, it's one all in the series now. A fantastic one. But yeah, uh, Pant took a diving catch down leg side off Milan, the batsman. And when reviewed, they realised that all these fingers were taped together. So they had to unravel that. It's considered cheating. So it's a it's a real big strike for Pant. And, of course, England, uh, Joe Root, compelling batting. Uh, his captaincy has been questioned. Uh, look, lots of people have asked me, and I'm sure you're getting the same questions, what about the Ashes series? Because people are clinging to things that are, you know, coming up this summer because, you know, the, the, the viewing, the thing will come out of this over the next couple of months. Uh, I spoke to the British Chamber of Commerce on the weekend, and it looks like it's 100% on. The Ashes is going to go ahead. That's coming from both England and Australia. And th- there's too much money involved, isn't there, really? Yep, and it's it's the big one um, that every Australian looks forward to playing in the Ashes series. Um, it could be the swan song for for a couple of Australian players, Dave Warner in particular. It'll be a big one, and Joe Root in great form. But I think uh, with our bowling attack and how brittle the English top order has been, particularly in this series in England, um, I think we stand a really, really good chance. Yeah, exactly. And, and the swan song for a few of the, the English players as well, uh, the top of the list would be Jimmy Anderson. So, yeah, look, it's good to know that they've rejiggled it around uh, the whole series. So we don't start this series until, um, you know, early December. And the last test match doesn't finish in Sydney like it normally does, like it characteristically does. It finishes in Perth. So they've moved it all back. So the timelines work. And, yeah, let's hope we can get some decent crowds as well. We don't really need any uh, English supporters to come out here. We've got enough expats <laughs> already here. Now, what about Ronaldo? Uh, he's, he's back to Manchester United. And uh, what about the money? 
Oh, mate, $903,000 per week. Um, Ronaldo played for uh, Man United between 2003-2009, went away to play for Real Madrid and Juventus. Everyone thought he'd never leave Juventus, um, but he's back in the in the red for Manchester United, and, and um, I know their supporters will be buying the jerseys up as we speak. He's 36 years of age. That, mm. that, that is just shy of a million dollars a week. It is the funniest money. It's not bad superannuation, is it, Timmy? No, you only need three <laughs> weeks' work. Three weeks' work. Uh, now, Ange Postacoglu, he had his first taste of this amazing derby, one of the world's great sporting derbies. Of course, he's coaching Celtic. Celtic played Rangers. Yeah, it's, um, it's one where... You know, sport and politics often meet. Um, I always say never twain shall meet, but they, they do. And you go back to Paul Gascoigne, who had death threats years ago when he impersonated a, a flute player in the in the Loyalist band and was threatened, uh, had his life threatened by the IRA. So it's a really, really passionate game of sport, this, and uh, and Costa right in the middle of it. It would have been amazing to hear the, the what he felt behind the scenes. Yeah, Ange Postacoglu there uh, coaching the Celtics 1-0. It was a win for the Rangers who had their own dramas because they had a bit of a, a COVID thing in their camp. So, uh, yeah, look, he, for all intents and purposes, though, he looks like he's really enjoying that role over there with Celtic. That is Ange Postacoglu, the former Socceroos coach. Now, basketball, um, Liz Cambage, this is all coming out now. She's... Um, it's it's not easy to read either, no. is it? How she's been through such a challenging, difficult time, particularly with her mental health, like on suicide watch. Yeah, Timmy, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I found it really, really tough to read this article. There's a there's underlying real deep sadness there, and um, you don't really sort of uh, think about that when you when you look at elite sports people. But she's obviously really, really struggling with her mental health. She's coming out saying the pressure that she's felt. She's been addicted to prescription drugs um, and painkillers. Um, yeah, and she was on Suicide Watch in 2016. It's um, it's a really, really sad story for someone who's been a fantastic sportswoman. Yeah, because often people will say, and it's very easy to say, oh, there she is getting paid lots of money in the WNBA. Uh, how can she complain? But it doesn't work that way, does it? The, the, the mental health side of things does not work that way. And the challenges of the past year and a half and, and the challenges that she's had goes back well before then. So you can imagine how a, a COVID situation would affect someone already vulnerable to this. Yeah, and I think the, the higher you go up the, the, the sporting chain, the, the lonelier it can be sometimes. And, and if you overlay that with COVID and not being able to access and, and be with your family and your friends and, 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 and have that personal touch, it would be a really, really lonely place to be, and um, particularly if you're susceptible to having you know, dark thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we wish her all the best. Mm. Now, a change of pace, and uh, you know I love my horse racing. We've got <laughs> Racing Dreams starts up again as we head to the Everest on uh, Sky News, the, the series that we've been doing for an, a couple of years now. And I've, I've really enjoyed doing a podcast series for the Australian Turf Club around the Everest. So spring is in the air. Well, it's just a couple of days away. All these great horses are coming back. Nature Strip and can Classic Legend win the Everest? And we look at the Melbourne Carnival with the Melbourne Cup. Um, this leads me into your war story today. You, you, you're not a massive racing man, but you had one particular day out. I did, mate, and I was invited out by Channel Nine many years ago to be a, a guest um, tipster, and um, I was I was busting to go to the toilet, and I remember the lineup being about a hundred deep, and I thought I can't push in because I was actually over there 
out there with Channel 9. And I finally got to the front of the line, and then I turned the corner. There was still another 100 in the line. I thought, I am going to wet myself here. And as I finally got to the trough, I saw an old guy as I ran towards him. He had his pants down, his trousers <laughs> right down, but not on his shoes, and he's dribbling one out. And, and I just spit it up, and I think I half pissed with the guy across the back of the legs as my urine was banging off the tin. And he just looked at me as he's, he's uh, we dribbled down his leg. He said, oh, man, those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. I said, I want to get you, mate, on the back of the legs, but I need to go quick, buddy. Oh, when you need to go, you need to go. Is anything quite relief, uh, quite like the relief of that moment? <laughs> Those were the days. I actually, you know what? I remember that because you and Brett both did it, and it was yes. actually the producer of Wild World of Sports says, oh, Tim, who do you think? It was actually, it had come from my suggestion because I was working as a producer. Report. I said, why don't you get the lead boys out there? They, they'd love a good day out. They, they, they love some fun. Oh, I didn't know about the pissing yarn, though. Yes. That, that's <laughs> the, yeah. You can't quite call that the golden shower. <laughs> it was a golden slipper of that guy. Anyway, no, very good, Jimmy. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. www.xblades.com.au And our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.